Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, it's Eric Schwartzman here. Um, if this sounds a little different, it's because I'm actually recording this into a USB headset, which is a different mic than the one I usually use. Uh, I'm up here in Colorado Springs getting ready to do a two-day social media boot camp for the uh, Joint Command NORAD and NORTHCOM. Uh, that's a joint command of the U.S. military responsible for air and missile defense of the homeland. Uh, in any event, this is a interview with Richard Edelman uh, that I did uh, for this book that I'm writing uh, with Paul Gillen on B2B applications of social media to be published by Wiley later this year or early next year. Um, so uh, I hope you enjoy this interview with Richard. It's fairly short. It's about mm, almost nine minutes. And I'm going to play it for you in its entirety um, after this. On May 6th and 7th, 2010, in New York City, co-chairs Elizabeth Albrecht and Eric Schwartzman, with the support of PRSA, bring you the third annual Digital Impact Conference, featuring keynote presentations from Gabriel Stricker, Director of Global Communications and Public Affairs at Google, Jennifer Preston, Social Media Editor of the New York Times, and Jeremiah Oyang, Analyst and Partner at the Altimeter Group. To save $100 on admission, visit ontherecordpodcast.com for the promo code before you register. How broadly do do B2B uh, organizations need to be thinking about stakeholder engagement? So for me, it's one, who is credible as a spokesperson? So um, you saw from the data that CEOs are only like at 20%. Academics and experts matter. NGOs matter. Financial analysts matter. So, again, you've got to have a multiplicity of sources. Second point, the new keys to corporate reputation are now company I can trust, transparent operation, um, and quality products. So, you know, you're being held accountable for the whole supply chain. You're being held accountable for your community, you know, as you said, that all stakeholders are equal. So, so does this mean... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. And, and it's just a move from what I call a shareholder society to a stakeholder society. So, you know, and also that there's this evaporation of the line between brand and corporate reputation. You know, it used to be, oh, you know, head and shoulders shampoo was separate from P&G. Not anymore. And you can put the same sort of context for B2B. So, so you think that you know B2B companies that in the past may have relied on trade shows and, and ads and trade publications and maybe white papers and webinars and these things that were always focused on business buyers, do they need to be thinking about you know end customers? Yes. So, so for example, um, ITT Corporation, which uh, makes uh, water systems, pumps, all that stuff, um, they have a program called Watermark, and it's designed to appeal to the water district of Dallas, but also to um, customers who can say, gee, you know, I actually am doing my fear for the environment, and to politicians who can go around and tout that, and to NGOs who can partner in it. 
So, so do you think that, uh, you know, B2B will become no more? B2B marketing will become no more? Uh, no, I, I think it's important. Um, but I don't think it can be a sort of solitary soldier, you know? Um, I, I look at, um, uh, B2B marketing here as being smart if they realize that their, uh, customers in a sense are no longer just that water district. They're also the employees and, and, and the NGOs and, and even the end users, in a way, the customers who drink the water. So, Richard, you write in the report that companies need to be everywhere engaging everyone. But, you know, given the number of channels that are out there, uh, that approach has the potential to overwhelm even the most resourceful organizations. So if stakeholders need to hear something three to four times, I believe it's true, how do B2B-focused organizations pick the right spots to engage those stakeholders with those three to five messages? Well, first, I would say pick issues. Again, I just use the water example because it's on my head right now in my mind. Um, but let's pick issues that matter, um, that are not just narrow cast, you know, how am I going to sell my widget tomorrow, but, uh, you know, what's going to have some sort of social impact too, be conscious that, um, you know, government is playing an increasing role in business and that we have to appeal um, – Therefore, uh, to sort of this sort of, you know, societal good, not just, um, you know, selling the product. Address the big issues. Um, and, and when you say pick the channels, well, look, I don't think that every B2B company has to have a Facebook page or whatever. But I do feel that uh, it's smart to um, have a uh, some sort of, uh, you know, research blog or some other way that your employees can be speaking, particularly those who are expert um, in a category. That's the least of what I would do. Richard, how do you explain that uh, stock or industry analyst reports and articles in business magazines are still so high given that the truth, I mean, so many of them seem to have missed, you know, calling the bubble? I think that people are looking for um, uh, objectivity and expertise and um, depth. And, again, here's where B2B companies can be smart. They can be their own media. So if mainstream media is shrinking coverage of, you know, specific uh, categories, you know, you can supply some very interesting insights on, on what customers are, are, are doing and, you know, conversations, again, about, uh, you know, whether it's environment or other things that, you know, <clears throat> the city manager of Newark can, can actually add value to if he's your customer. Richard, I don't know if you've seen Ken Alata's uh, new book, Googled. Yeah, I have it on my desk. I haven't read it yet. I'm embarrassed you know, to say. One of, the, one, of the, one of the themes of the book is that, you know, Google sort of realizes that in order for them to achieve their objectives, they need to be a, a trusted company. It's, yep. it's a recurring theme. And, you know, according to the 06 barometer, the three most important factors in shaping reputation were quality of products and services, attentiveness to customer needs, and strong financial performance. And now, of course, you know, in the 2010 barometer, those have changed, and the top three are uh, transparent and honest business practices, company I can trust, and then high-quality products or services. What's the lesson there, would you say, uh, for B2B that's different from the lesson for B2C? I think you got to tell people how you do what you're doing, and that um, you know you, that you 
accept responsibility for more than just the sort of narrow uh, aspect of your um, of your selling process that, that you are part of something um, that, that okay so transparent company what people want to know is you know do you have measurements for more than just uh, the quarterly numbers do you have uh, sustainability measurements, or do you have any other uh, data that that would you know help me make sure that I get it? Um, company I can trust, trust to do the right thing. Well, um, that's a function of who's speaking, how often do I have a chance to to contribute my view, and and also you know is my company. Um, you know, doing things in society that uh, I can be proud of, because employees are the new credible source. Look, the employees are twice as credible as a CEO, spokespeople. You also wrote that's that really now, important for B two B, by the way. You also wrote that now is the time for business to improve its commitment to profit and purpose. Yet we continue to see oil and gas, financial services, healthcare, and pharmaceuticals fight tooth and nail to derail public policy intended to put purpose before people. So domestically, it seems we're more polarized than ever, how realistic is it that business is actually going to put purpose uh, or even even give purpose equal billing with profits? I, I, see, a, I see a lot of um, – uh, I, mean, I just was at this uh, committee for philanthropy today, and I think that the, the sort of big new idea is what GE's done, which is to put um, – green at the center of the product proposition. It's no longer just philanthropy. It's actually, um, you know, aiming for um, uh, putting, you know, sustainability in this case at the center of business operations. So it's using your core competence to achieve that uh, um, both purpose and performance. So, you know, GE's eco-imagination was a good start at that. That's a pretty classic B2B play. Richard, thank you for your time. Hey, man, good to catch up with you, and thanks for being persistent. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.